Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and today we will continue to dissect Philippians chapter 2 concerning having the mindset and attitude of Jesus. This subject of submission became an area of study for me after several years of being a marriage and family therapist and hearing so many of my couples argue about how to be submissive to one another sacrificing for one another for the sake of the functioning of the marriage and for the benefit of their overall relationship satisfaction. One thing God made very clear from the day he created man and woman is that we have free will. We can choose to submit our lives to him or we can go on in life living separated from our one true creator. And in every other area of life, we can choose to submit to those in authority, parents, teachers, police officers, or we can choose to rebel and live a life of defiance and chaos. But hey, it's your choice. For so many people, not submitting to others is a power move of independence, pride, and self-protection. And so as the Holy Spirit began to highlight how the world views the idea of submission compared to what it actually means in God's kingdom, it was so evident that we have all been led astray. The world and your own insecurities would have you believe that submitting to God or to others is a sign of weakness, that having to rely on a spiritual being is simply out of desperation or a lack of personal strength. Submitting to your parents, your husband or wife, or someone who has hurt you is somewhat pathetic and maybe even considered dysfunctional. One of the loudest messages I hear coming out of worldly teaching today is, go get yours, be yourself, be proud, take care of yourself first, you deserve it. You don't need others, besides those other people, they should go take care of themselves too. I believe this type of mentality is not just American anymore, rather a global message of independence and self-promotion. But where has that led us? Seems like most people would agree our world is a pretty big mess. Suicide rates and mental illnesses are at an all-time high. People are angry. Countries are divided. Different social groups are constantly offended by one another. So when I asked the Holy Spirit to show me the truth about submission, which can only be found in God's word, it became very clear, very quickly, that the world, we as human beings, have it all wrong. Learning to submit our wills, our mind, and our whole lives to God is the key to unlocking a life of provision, protection, and purpose. Submission to God gives birth to more peace, authority, prosperity, and joy than any of our self-efforts and striving attitudes ever could achieve. One spiritual truth I will demonstrate through these podcast episodes is that Satan has used our sin nature and the false teachings of this world for a perfectly horrible recipe that leads many, many people into lifelong bondage. If the world and even your own flesh is saying, 
don't submit, you'll be taken advantage of. You'll be seen as weak and a doormat. Then how will you ever come into this beautiful and freeing lifestyle of living a yielded and surrendered life to the most caring and loving father that ever existed? You won't. You will simply miss out, all the while believing you are strong. You are doing the right thing. And most importantly, you won't be seen by others as a weak fool, someone who simply uses faith or the belief in a supreme being as a crutch. Isn't that interesting how Satan's lies so strategically keep us from God's truth, from a life of freedom and healing? So what is the truth? How do we have a kingdom mindset about being submissive? Well, the first concept to understand brings us back to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Have this attitude in yourselves, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, as he already existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. We are to be like Christ and share in his mindset and attitude toward how to live a righteous and God-honoring life here on the earth. And that is to live submitted to the Father. That we too would not consider ourselves equal to God, rather live our lives and surrender to his will and his purpose. I think a powerful verse spoken from the lips of Jesus himself is John chapter 5, verse 19. Therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in the same way. If Jesus was ordained by God before the very foundations of the earth and from the beginning of time to be the living sacrifice that would one day give his life for us, could he not, as the Son of God, claim to have all kinds of power and authority as he walked the earth in his human form? But no, instead, Jesus would declare over and over his submission to his Father in heaven. What an amazing life lesson for all of us to learn from. And so the tough part of my job began. Once I was able to establish a biblical foundation for how we as Christians should think like Jesus in the area of submission, how do I now teach people to practically live that out, to apply these biblical principles to their daily lives? Because the primary specialty I had as a counselor and a spiritual coach for many years was in the area of marriage, I launched myself into a very deep study of Ephesians chapter 5. This chapter of scripture speaks to how men and women are to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ as a way to demonstrate to the world a picture or an image of who first Christ was to Father God and then who Christ is to the church. This is the greatest function of marriage and the family. It is to emulate who God is to us and who Christ is to the church. God loves us. He wanted a family from the very beginning. When he created the garden and Adam and Eve, he walked with them. He was a protecting and loving father to them, familiar and close, noticing immediately when they hid themselves because he always had them in his sight. 
In order to experience all that a relationship with God is meant to be, we must seek to understand the Father's heart in this. He does not need us to submit or pray to him out of duty or religious standards. Rather, he yearns to relate to us as a father to his precious sons and daughters. And then if we turn to understanding who Christ is to the church, he is the bridegroom and we are the bride. He loves us passionately and he seeks to be one with us as much as we can here on the earth, and then even more so someday when we are reunited with him in heaven for all of eternity. I have found that the only way to have a true, meaningful, and impactful marriage is to study the examples Christ set for us and then live those out to the best of our ability. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, it says, Children, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. This repeats the example of submission and being obedient to your parents, just as Jesus did to his father, truly obeying him in every way. And then how we are to submit and obey our earthly parents. And that this is such an important biblical principle that God connects it to a promise that you may have a life that goes well for you here on the earth. This is a metaphor and an absolute truth for who God is in our lives spiritually. When we obey and honor the Lord, our life goes well for us. We cannot protect ourselves like Father God can protect us. We cannot strive to find peace and provision and purpose that only he can give us. Earlier in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul instructs that we are to submit to one another out of honor and reverence for Christ. Meaning, as we see how Christ submitted himself to the Father and lived his life as a sacrifice for others, so we are to do for one another. Not because the person deserves it, because frankly, none of us deserved what Jesus did for us, but because of our love for Christ and because he loved us first, that we would adjust our minds and our attitudes to follow in his footsteps. Then come some of the most controversial verses in the Bible regarding husbands and wives and marriage. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 through 24 say, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. First, it is important to recognize verse 22 says to wives that they should submit to their husbands as to the Lord. Paul is so gracious here to remind us of what our motivation should always be, that we submit to others as we do to the Lord, just like Jesus did to his father. If Jesus did it, then it must have been holy, righteous, and powerful. Not weak, not making women less than in value or worth. 
Certainly, that is not what the act of submission did for Jesus. In fact, it was this act of submission that led him to become the Savior of the world. I would say that's a pretty good example of the power found in submission. Then in verse 23, Paul describes the husband as the head of the wife or of the family, as Christ is the head of the church. This word head actually translates closer to the word source, much like the idea of headwaters, which are the source from which the river flows. This is who Jesus is. He is the word, he is the savior, and he is the source from which all things from the father flows. And so are husbands to be for their wives a source from which Jesus and his love can flow from him and onto his wife and his children. There is no mention of domination, leadership, or authority. It is a focus on being a source from which Christ can flow through him as the husband, but as he is submitted to God. If the husband is not submitted, then he is not the head because he is not allowing the source to flow through him. As is illustrated through John chapter 7, verse 38, the one who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Which of course refers to both men and women here, but what Paul is trying to establish in the verses in Ephesians again is the image of who Christ is to the church and how we as married couples are to live that out for others to see. For unbelievers, for our children, to help them understand who Christ really is to them. So wives are compared to the church. As the church is called the bride, we are called to submit our lives to Christ. So a wife submits to her husband. Then Ephesians chapter 5.25 goes on to emphasize for husbands that if they are to represent this symbolic role of Christ, they are instructed to love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. So there is an emphasis for men to first give up their lives for their wives like Christ did. He actually died for his bride. He gave up every self-ambition. He was completely void of self-concern and he bled a lot for his bride. This is the standard given to husbands. And then this metaphor of water again, that the husband should be a conduit for God's word, the truth about who his precious wife is according to scripture, washing her with that word, so that the husband pr could present his wife in all her splendor, that she would know and believe she is holy and without blemish because he has lifted up his wife so much and caused her to believe what scripture says about her is actually true. Could you imagine how beautiful marriages could be if we truly understood the truth and the roles we are each charged to carry out in these verses? 
and it all begins with submission. I pray that you found today's teaching powerful and it causes you to have a mindset revelation in how you have perceived the idea of submission in the past, perhaps in accordance to the false teachings of this world or maybe through the lens of broken relationships that you've experienced in your lifetime. But now, step into the beauty, the freedom, and the power that true submission to God can bring to your life and the effects that your heart change and Christ-like attitude will have on the lives of those around you. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would just invite you to subscribe to the show and then share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.